Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to episode 58 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast. I have been waiting for this guest to come on the show for a while, and I'm so excited to welcome Miran Kirikosian. Miran, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You got that name down. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. So guys, Miran is widely known for his extensive work with Britney Spears, Madonna, Ricky Martin, and many more. And he served as an assistant choreographer, artistic director for NBC's popular show, The Voice. He built a brand that consists of his own YouTube channel. And as the content creator of Miran TV, his usually popular YouTube channel has over one and a half million subscribers worldwide. In March of 2019, he opened the doors to his own production company, Dance Studio, Miran K Studios, located in Burbank, California. And we will put all of the links in the show notes at the end so you can check it out. And if you're in Cali like me, um, let's meet there because I'm totally coming. Miran, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. But what's the business model of YouTube? Like where, and I think a lot of people don't understand this. Um, When you have a YouTube channel, right, it's free content. Yeah. Nobody pays you for putting it up there. Nobody pays YouTube to watch it unless they pay for, for premium content, which your average yeah. person can't get. So where's the business model? Like how is YouTube being a YouTube star a business? So there's two ways to look at it. The one way where everybody kind of gets fooled, they see maybe the three, four, five, six YouTubers who are making millions of dollars and everybody thinks that's going to be them. So that's, that's probably the worst thing. I think thing every 12 year old today, like you were yeah. like, I'm going to be famous. Every 12 year old today is going, I'm going to be a millionaire YouTube star. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to so, go and I'm going to make videos picking my nose. And exactly. then I'm going to literally, <laughs> and then I'm going to be a multimillionaire. So yeah. So let's be realistic because there's maybe about, I don't know, out of the, I don't know, thousands of, or maybe hundred thousands of channels that exist, maybe hundred people or maybe 80 or 70 people are making millions of dollars only off of monetization, maybe not even like brand deals and things like that. This is just monetization off monetization of monetization, meaning ads ads. Yeah. They run ads on their videos that they own the full content of as far as audio and video. And they're able to monetize that for, for the money. You know what I mean? For ad revenue. Uh, yes. And exactly. that's mainstream YouTube. Like, so when someone like me is sitting there and it's going, um, you can skip this ad in four seconds, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Or they can set their channel where you can't skip the ad or they put it in the middle where exactly you're watching something and it's like, and that. And yeah. Then like, or like, even yeah. the little pop-ups that pop up and you could just click X. All, or, of, all of that is just. Right, Cause it's television. Like I grew yeah. up with the TV. These are yeah. commercials. That's exactly what they are. They're just their pre-roll or their mid-roll. Exactly. Like, I mean, exactly. So like what, when YouTube first started running these ads, everybody was like, Oh, I'm not going to watch YouTube anymore. Now I got to watch ads, but you know, it's, they totally it's are. exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> it is. That's how TV was. And that's how YouTube is. And it's going to be even more of that because YouTube is the new TV, you know? So totally. that's all you're going to But I've heard that but, it's very little, like you, like your average person, like when someone watches an ad, someone's channel, like, Oh, they're making so much money. What do they make? Like a couple cents? It depends. So also the ad revenue and, and what you make also comes from what countries watch it. So for example, I have a, yes, I have a big fan base in India. 
Um, a lot of people watch my content in India, especially the dance stuff, because obviously India is huge in dance, right? Bollywood and oh, everything yeah. is about dance. So for them, da dance comes first and then singing and acting. And like over there, if you're a dancer, you're the star. And then if you're a singer, you're like an okay star. You know what I mean? So that's why all their and here actors. in America, it's like actor, singer, dancer. Exactly. So over there, it's dancer first and then everything else. Oh, wow. So, that is interesting. So, and that's one of the reasons why my channel did so well with them as well. Because the training, they all want to be dancers. Exactly. If in America, you had like a basic acting channel, people could learn to be an actor. Exactly. Oh, that's so, so cool. I love yeah. real stuff. Okay. So yeah, so they, that's why I have a big, big following on my channel now. I don't make as much money on monetization as like somebody who's in the States and has an American audience because the ad revenue from America is almost like, I don't know, like 30 times more than you would get from India. Oh, wow. So even though I might have millions of views, somebody who is getting millions of views from an audience that's based just in America could maybe make like 30, 40, 50,000 off of monetization. And then somebody who's getting um, three, four, five, six, ten million views from countries like India or other third world countries and stuff might only get three, four, five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like a huge difference. So people don't know that though, because when people just see millions of views, they think you're you're killing it. You know what I mean? But you uh, know, so that's one thing. But <clears throat> again, the second way you use YouTube is you got to think of YouTube as like your channel, right? So whether you're the business or you have a business, um, it's your brand. So everything you want to represent, you can represent on this channel. So like for me, I, I kind of look at it both ways. One, yes, I use it for monetization and, and, and try to monetize my videos through the ad revenues and make as much as money as I can through that since I own most of my content except the dance videos because I'm dancing to music that I don't own. Um, and so how does that work? If you're dancing music, you don't know, do you have to pay royalties? You don't pay royalties, but all, let's say for example, that power that I said, I have 38 million views, right? So mm -hmm. that, that video must've made over a hundred thousand something dollars. Right. But I didn't get a cent from that. The publishers of that song company got it. No so, way. Yeah. So even though there's ads Meaning running, you put out your video, they made hundred thousand dollars. Yes. No. Why do you think they allow us to use the music? Because they get the money for it. But you own the dance. Yeah, so this is where, where we're still not that advanced with YouTube yet. Like literally two, three weeks ago, they just added a new thing on YouTube called video monetization, as in the visual. So now- Meaning until now, it's the, it was the audio monetization? Until now, it was all audio. So I could, I've shot the content. I maybe spent $5,000 to shoot this amazing content, like you said, with my equipment, with my camera, with my lighting, with my dancers, with my everything. I don't get a cent. And you're literally paying $100,000 to this company. Exactly. Well, YouTube well, is. Well, I'm not YouTube is. You're not. You don't have to, yeah. you don't pay them. <laughs> They're yeah. just sitting around. They're from, like, yeah, from, use our music. Have fun, everybody. Go ex make your video. <laughs> exactly. So this is where, again, like, even though YouTube has been around probably, what, over 10 years or something, but we're still, it's every, we're still learning. We're, st they're still growing. YouTube. And it was all audio. So now yeah. you add something for I mean, video where you can also, is it a split revenue? 
it's going to be some type of split revenue. But even that, it's like the beginning phases of it. I don't even know what it is right now. I'm just clicking on it to see what happens. Right. You're uh, like, we'll try this. Yeah, exactly. Better than the other one. I, I still need to spend an hour to just sit back and go to my old videos and click those because I've done so many videos. Because it's new now, you can go yeah. backwards and maybe this 38 million yeah. video that keeps racking up. Well, that I don't hurt. have. See, that's another thing. So I talked to like, exactly. So right now I'm going back to like the videos that, I've created that I have, that I own the content to, um, that I could cl click on visual content ID. So for example, like if you take one of my tutorials, which a lot of people do, and you put it on your YouTube channel, just to put it up there for other people. Right. And I, ha I had to manually find that you did that in order to block you no. or try to monetize it. But now I could click on my visual content ID. And if you do that, and let's say your channel people watch my video on your channel, then I will collect the monetization for it. And but, before this, if someone else shared your video, they get the money and you don't. Yeah. So you do a dance, pay thousands of dollars. Unless I manually the found song it. gets the money. Yes. You do a dance, you pay thousands of dollars and whoever shares the video, I'm feeling a scam. Right? Yes and no, but again, it's Not like- Not really, but like it's- Yeah. It, but again, that, that's what I'm just. Yeah, no, of course it's not. But again, we're still, it's still in this it's process. It's not infancy of, as a, as a yeah. business. But also, again, but you also got to remember like the way, the, the way we also use our YouTube channel, what happens is, for example, I put out a cool dance video on J Balvin Mijente. Um, it has, I think about like 2 million views now or something like that. Again, I didn't get any of the money. <clears throat> J Balvin's publishers or whoever owns that music got the money for it. But what happens, the, another way I use YouTube for business is when I put out that video, somebody from another record label contacted me and said, hey, we really love that video you shot. We have an artist releasing a song. Can you shoot a video like that for us? And uh, now and that became a business. Now they pay me. Those videos. Create, they pay me to create a, a video for their artist, for their song, to put it up on my channel. So they're buying my audience and they're buying the production for me to shoot something on that song. And they're paying me upfront for it. So nice. now that was another way to make it. Another thing that happened with that video, I wake up in the morning, I check my messages and, and I get a voicemail saying, hi, um, uh, we're calling from uh, Beyonce Knowles uh, management. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay. So they had seen that J Balvin video and Beyonce did a remix to that video. I'm sorry, to that song with J Balvin. So they wanted to take all these videos from YouTube and mash up all the dance videos and make it the official video for the Beyonce remix. Cool. But even then, they didn't want to pay either. Even right. though it's Beyonce, but they know they could get it for free, so why pay? They can they get just, it free because it's Beyonce. They're like, listen, you get to say Beyonce next to your own name. That's exa payment. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, long story short, you know, I gave them my written consent for them to use the, the, the video. So they ended up taking chops of my video and putting it in their video. So now it's part of the official video. Um, but anyway, cool. and you get, you're in the credits and you get to say featured on the Beyonce. Exactly. Channel. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's different ways, you know, like it's at this point, you're building a brand. So um, for me, it's, it's all about the brand. Like I have other businesses, like I just opened up my studio and, you know, we have, you know, I, I, I teach classes and I, I shoot for other people. I create content for other people. I create content for myself. So all of these things that I'm doing also live on okay. my channel. So it's always... Brand. Yeah, it's all so, creating uh, videos you do for people. That's a business in and of itself. It's video. Exactly. Production. Exactly. Choreography is another business of itself. Dance teaching. And now exactly. 
Is now that bad. I mean, I'm coming to Burbank. I'm totally coming. You should. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have just come if I had no idea who you were. My um, drive to Burbank, but totally coming now. So that that'll fill up the studio as well. Yes. Yeah, so from exactly. So now people see me on YouTube and they're like, you know, 1.5 million subscribers and this and this and that. They're coming to my studio. You get it? It's 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 just the way of your building your brand. Um, totally. But the reason why we got the studio now was not only to, to have my ongoing classes, but to also build the production and build the channel because eventually I want my channel to become the type of channel on YouTube that will be releasing uh, a, a video every day, if not five, six, 10 videos every day. I, oh, wanted wow. to, I wanted to become a network. I wanted to become a Netflix. I wanted to become a channel. So since I know how to create the content, I could start hiring more people to come in and work. And then I'll bring in other instruct instructors into the, into the uh, studio. And now I could create content from them. And I could create content for this person. And, and that can live on my channel. And now we're doing tutorials for ballroom. We're doing tutorials for salsa. We're doing tutorials for ba ballet. We're doing hip hop. I hear. And like, this is your dance. That's the big picture. Address. That's and the that big picture. And that content you own. Exactly. The content's all yours. Exactly. You license the music, so yes. you don't have to pay them. Yes. I hear it. And what about brand deals? Do brand deals come in here? Yes, brand deals come in too. I've done stuff with DJI. They contacted me. They were releasing their new um, DJI Spark drone. So we did a deal with them and, and I shot a cool little dance video featuring the drone. So we did that. We've done some stuff with some watch companies. I did this thing with Arnie Care a couple of months ago. So they reach out and, and, and we work out deals. And, and if they want some type of dance commercial type of ad for, for themselves or something to live on my channel, you know, we collaborate and, and, and we do something like that. Um, and that would, you know, that would be more things to do in the future. Like, like I said, as I have my own place now and I could create content, I work on my own time and, and we could do whatever we want. This is what the big picture is going to be. It's going to be a big full on facility where we create content for other people. We create content for the channel and it's going to be a whole TV channel with its own place. And, you know, that's the goal. I mean, we got there in two it. and a half years, three years. So that's amazing. I mean, yeah. So we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> so if I were to break it down, I would say, based on what you're saying, YouTube monetization comes from about three places. There's the smallest place is those ad clicks, right? Unless mm -hmm. you're super lucky to have millions and millions of views in the US, right? When yes. you, you, someone sees a video and they're like, you know, 58 million views. Like, you don't know if most of those are in India and they're not getting that much money. Like, you have exactly. no idea. Exactly. So that's one, and that's very often the smallest one. And then the next one is brand marketing right? Or mm -hmm. brand deals where someone yep. comes and they pay you in order to hit up your audience, whether yep. it's to make the video, which is kind of an added thing. Um, but more just like you're advertising, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's all it is. It's like when you watch a video and it's like, and I want to thank our sponsor today, blah, blah, exactly. blah, you know, or it's just being part of the video. Like this is shot yeah. with this cool camera and you're, you're making the commercial. Exactly. And then the third piece is where you kind of take that off of YouTube and you use it to generate business for other businesses, whether like for you, it's doing the videos for other people mm -hmm. or it's putting people into the studio um, and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of yeah. the three. And well, also like not only the brand deals, but like even the music stuff that I said, like a lot of record companies reach out now because they know that dance is so big now and the way they want to share a new artist coming out or a new song coming out is video. through dance channels. So they know like if they, you know, have a budget set 
um, and they could spend that budget on a bunch of like really dope choreographers that are living on YouTube that all have millions of subscribers. Now they pay five, six, you know, choreographers to create content for them. And each, each dancer choreographer has over millions of subscribers. They just, you know, invested 10, Genius. $20, $30,000 and they got millions and millions and millions of audience for that, which would have cost them millions of dollars to do 10, 20 years ago. For sure. You know? and it's super targeted. And that's what influencer <laughs> marketing is. People misunderstand influencer marketing. Mm -hmm. That is influencer marketing. Exactly. It's, and, it's the modern day equivalent of celebrity endorsement, but so much more focused. Yeah. And again, like, like I said, we're still in the beginning, beginning stages of everything on YouTube and Instagram and all these things. So some people don't even really know how to price themselves. We're not at, we're not at a place where there's SAG rates and after rates and we're not there yet. And eventually maybe we will be on social media where there's set rates, you know, that you have totally. to follow. But at this point, you know, big businesses are very clever. They could, sometimes they don't even care about the content. They care more about the audience, right? So they totally. can reach out. They and can it's pick all they out, really care about. Exactly. They <laughs> could pick out, they could pick out um, hundred people on Instagram that have over a hundred thousand uh, followers, let's say, and they just reach out to all hundred of them and say, Hey, we want you to do this. How much would it cost? Or how much do you charge? You know, somebody, since nobody knows what the hell to charge, everybody kind of prices themselves. So they reach out to somebody like me who understands the business and, and has been working for a really long time in the commercial and TV world. And now in social media, I might be like a couple of thousand dollars. And then they might ask this young kid from Arkansas or something that just started his channel and all of a sudden has 100,000 followers somehow. And he, they're like, we'll give you $100 and a free T-shirt. He's like, hell yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, they, they don't know. So, like, totally. and, and they just reach out to everyone. And they get 10 kids like that. They just bought a million audience for like 100 bucks and a T-shirt. It's you know crazy. What I mean? Totally. And um, guys, just for all of you listening, right? SAG AFTRA, that's the Screen Actors Guild, American Association. Mm -hmm. I forgot all the things, but that standardizes rates for actors and performers. Um, and, and it's true. There's nothing like that for influencers. And I, I agree with you. Within the next five years, we'll probably see yeah, we're still like that, some so... kind of unionization of where people do band together. Um, but it's, it's going to be a lot harder, though, I think, because it is multinational, right? You're across countries across nationalities across currencies um like sag is here it's in la it's based out of yeah. la it's based out of center of hollywood the internet is inherently decentralized so i yeah. think that's going to be very interesting I, my guess is you're going to have pockets you're going to first have like unionization pockets where, where different people kind of gather whether by platform or by industry or by community um but i, I do agree that there will there will become something. Do you see, like, what's the range that you see? So, like, at the low end, it's 100 bucks in a T-shirt. Um, and I know a couple influencers who they're totally free, again, depending on the brand, um, will come to them and be like, they're, they're just so happy to look like they're selling something and look yeah. like they're making yeah. money. Um, and sometimes that is worth it. Just like, you know, where they're like, hey, we're, we're Beyonce and you get to put your name on this. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> well, again, it just depends from your experience and what you've been doing. Like I've been doing this for a really long time. So like, it's not that exciting to me, whether it's Beyonce or anybody else. Like at the end of the day, I know what they're doing and I know they're using this for their music video. Right, and, and it's worth it for you. Yeah. And no but again, I, and all of that. again, exactly. But I still did it because, okay, I really didn't have to do anything. They just wanted to use content that I had already shot, already edited. I all I had to do was just give it to them, you know? And mm -hmm. at that point, yeah, I made a decision with like, okay, whatever, it's Beyonce. 
I'll be cool to be in her video. It's cool for my brand. People will see it and they'll be like, oh, Miron's videos in it. You know what I mean? Like, for you sure. just got to look and at that, the bigger picture. And that's picture. the trade-off. Business exactly. is an exchange of value for value. I always say that. And sometimes that value is cash and sometimes it's not. There's yeah. other types of value, exposure, name recognition, brand, totally. So my other question is, what can you tell us about kind of the inner workings of, of YouTube that people need to know? Like, I get, okay, I'm going to layer that in two questions because I, I like to always ask the questions that I know my audience is trying to ask because I know, you know, YouTube, like you said, it's still so new and it's such a black box for so many people. I actually spent this past summer, I think around the time that we were, a little after we were introduced even, I had an intern for the summer, her entire job for the whole summer was just to help me develop YouTube strategy. I had her doing a ton of research, watching tutorials, reading articles, um, looking through everything and, and working on strategy. And when we finished, I was like, oh, this is so complicated. We are not doing this right now. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of people go, they're like, I think I'll just like make a YouTube channel. And I'm like, that's cute. They're like, it's the same yeah. voice. They say like, I'll be a famous blogger and Amazon seller. I could do that in like yeah. an hour a day, right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. sure. <laughs> um, so there's two parts, I think, to YouTube. It's the actual video creation that, that people need to understand, like what these videos need to be like. But then there's the whole YouTube is owned by Google. It's primarily an SEO platform. So I'm not even sure where to start. I guess, can we start with content? What do people need to know about the content creation? Do they have to invest in $20,000 worth of equipment? Um, like, what do they need to know if they want to do real content creation? I mean, honestly, it just really comes down to like being creative and, um, and just what, what you're bringing to the table. If you're entertaining, if you're, you know what I mean? Because I, I honestly can't say that the, the quality matters because you, could, you see people shooting on their iPhones that have millions of views and you, you see people shooting professionally that have millions of views. So it really is what you're bringing to the, to the table. You know, I think the content is the most important thing. Like I never really got into too many strategies or anything like that. I just thought that if I create content that people want to see or it's something that it's educational or something that they learn from, they benefit from. I know like when I go on YouTube, it's always something that I'm, what am I getting in return? If I'm, if, I, if I'm just being entertained, I get it. I just skip through a bunch of like entertaining videos and then I'm done. But you know, I watch a lot of motivational stuff. I watch a lot of business channels and things like that. Like one of the ones that I watch is Gary Vee all the time. So like with him, it's like, I go there cause I know his content is always good. I go there because I know every time I watch one of his videos or one of his talks, I get something out of it, whether it motivates me or whatever, whether he gives me some new strategy to try or something. So that's why I go. I could care less about his thumbnail. I could care less about, you know, how they edited that video, uh, if they got creative. And he could care less. From what he says, he doesn't even watch his videos. His team just does it and they put it up there because he trusts them already. You know, so at the end of the day, I feel like if the content is good, it's something that you're going to benefit from. People are going to like, they're going to watch, you're going to entertain them, or you're going to teach them something. It'll start doing its own thing. Because when I, when I started making my videos, I didn't have any strategy. My strategy was to make cool dance videos and, and some tutorials that I thought would be helpful. I had, you know, I didn't know much about tags. I, I mean, I tagged because everybody tags. So just run, write a bunch of words that are related to your, whatever content <laughs> you're, you're putting it on. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty much it. The rest, like, you got to let it do its own thing. And the audience will let you know if it's good or it's bad. I mean, they love to leave a comment. So, you know, leave it up to them and they'll, and they'll tell you, you know. 
And is there anything you have to say in your videos? Like I've seen a lot of, you know, professional YouTubers, if you will, like, okay guys, now subscribe in the comments and let me know. I mean, I, I do a very little of that. It's just not my personality. Remember, like I say, I come from such a different background. I'm right. not, like, I don't even consider myself as a YouTuber. I'm not like totally. that. YouTuber is like, like a joke. It's like a person who like got an I just create, I just create a good content and I just, it's a platform that I put it on. I mean, just simple as that. You know what I mean? Like, I do the whole subscribe and these type of things because maybe everybody just needs a reminder at the end. So I go, Hey guys, if you've been watching this channel and it's been very helpful for you and you know, you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, hit the like button and you know, all of that goofy stuff. But other than that, like I'm not your typical, like, what's up guys. All right. We're going to, you know, it's just not my personality. <laughs> and I, and I kind of feel like weird when I watch videos like that, because I don't even think those are like real people's person. It just comes out so fake. Like, and I think one of the reasons why people like me for my content and the comments I get is like, you're so real or you're just like so chill or, you know what I mean? Like I just go out there, I teach what I got to teach. I say what I got to say. And it's like, not like blown out. Like I'm not this weird Nickelodeon character, like, you know, being all weird and crazy and loud. And you know what I mean? Like right. I just do me. And, and then as my channel grows, I think again, it's, it's just going to be more of a, channel that's just going to be teaching and great content it's like its work. own cable tv channel like yeah, all, it's, all it's, it's like mtv that. but miran dance exactly and <laughs> and and eventually i might have other characters who are like that that might you know we might do like just a bunch of episodic shows on them and it might be very kid friendly or it might be just for kids or things something like that but i'm not going to go and be that person if i'm not that person i'm not going to try to you know be all this high energy character when i know that's not me because then i have to keep up with that persona and that's not me i don't want to be faking something you know what i mean so um, i'll bring in somebody with that persona and we'll create a specific little content for for that type of audience and if they want to watch it they can like for example i manage this seven-year-old a girl who does like uh covers and we've been doing like a whole bunch of like uh cover songs with her uh she does like rap covers of like cardi b and this and that like and she's been like kind of blowing up on my channel on her own which later on i will create a channel for her on her own where she will like teach stuff and create slime and do all these like you know what i mean <laughs> and she loves that you know what i mean and i i don't know if that would live on my channel because that's not what my audience are there for but right. i'll create a channel for her you know, so I also have things like that in mind that we're going to do along with my production and along with everything we're doing and create channels for other like talented, you know, individuals and create content for them, for their channels and, and we'll help them grow their channel. You know, it sounds like your TV background, like your commercial background really, really helped you take off so fast because you totally you understood the commercialization of it. Um, from the outset, right? You looked at it as like, hey, this is the new TV and coming at exactly. it with the content. And I think one of the most important lessons that I would tell anyone who wants to try a YouTube channel is to be yourself, right? And that, that's true in all of business. The more yourself you are, the more confidence you'll have, right? I teach a whole thing to my clients. I call it confidence in your competence, right? So many yeah. people are out there, you know, suffering from imposter syndrome and the antidote is confidence yeah. in your competence. And when you're trying to be someone you're not, it's impossible. Because it's not really who you are. You exactly. can't be confident in something that you're not. Yep. Knows. Um, so what about on the technical side? Like, are there any technical, like you mentioned, tagging? And when we did our research, we found a whole bunch of technical stuff. I'm curious. Like, it sounds like you came from this place, like you didn't have a strategy, you didn't all that stuff, and it really worked. How important 
are all those technicalities that people teach, the tagging, the thumbnails, the SEO terms, the title of the thing, the, the words you put in the summary. You know, they teach us like, this is critical if you want to do anything. Um, like I said, like, I don't really follow any of those things. Um, I, I mean, I try to make good thumbnails. Um, I don't make any crazy, like clickbait type of stuff because I, hate I don't, clickbait. yeah, like, I'm mad. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't get too crazy about the titles. I just title it, whatever the video is. I'm sure I might be able to get more views if I trick titled it something like, instead of writing, like, learn how to do the moonwalk, if I titled it, the best way to learn moonwalk in the world. <laughs> if I titled it, you know what I mean? Like, if I titled it like that, moonwalk, maybe I'm- the comprehensive tutorial, yeah. 2019. I don't know, you know, exactly. Like, people <laughs> write stuff like that and they get views, but at the end of the day, I'm always thinking about the long-term brand. So if somebody clicks on something and the video is garbage, I mean, the second time and the third time, eventually they're not going to click on it and they're not going to come to your channel. For so sure. For and me, they'll try to block your content and they'll click the don't show me things from this guy. Exactly. So for me, like I said, the most important thing is create some good content, have something to teach or be entertaining and you're good. That's it. Like if you could do those things, the rest, the people will come for, for that. They're not coming in for the title and they're not coming in for the thumbnail. You know what I mean? Those are just ways to attract maybe new audience to click on your channel. But again, if they click on it and it's not what you said it was, then it what's the help. point? Like I've clicked on stuff where it said the best dance video in the world. You know, I'm like, damn, I'm really interested to see, you know, I'm a dancer. I've seen a lot of dance videos, so I gotta see what it is. And it's some guy dancing in his garage, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And like, all right, so where does that take me? You know what I mean? Like, okay, well on to the next thing, you know? So yeah, okay, maybe he got a million views doing that, but. That's the only he doesn't million. get any loyalty. There's no yeah, loyalty. That's there. the only million views he's going to get in his whole life if that's his strategy, <laughs> you know? So for, sure. you know, for me, I'm really not into that, but I'm sure there's more to it. And I'm, I'll, I'll, eventually I'm going to hire a team who understands a little bit more of the inside stuff of like maybe the, the, the right way of tagging or like, um, like, um, getting people to like come to, I don't know. That, and like you said, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like I said, like, I'm so clueless about it. I can't even tell you about it. I have no idea. Well, I love that you've been so, it, yeah. I, I feel so much better that you've been so successful without it. Cause when we did our research, it looked like it came out that it was so complex to kind of do this, that I was like, this is not worth the energy of me or my team right now. Cause yeah. it, it sounded like to do it and to do it properly, you had to do so much. And you're like, no, be yourself, put out good content it's going to get found. So the truth is somewhere on that spectrum. Right? Yeah. But, but I feel better knowing that like, yeah. And, and I always believe that to be true, by the way. And my other social media is only taken off from a place of content. And I believe in hacking the algorithm everywhere. So I like to always try and understand what is working, but it's always changing. And so if you're only yeah, exactly. about hacking the algorithm, you never will have consistent success. But if you're about the content and the audience and that loyalty, whatever you're doing, you'll be successful and you can shift your audiences across platforms. Whereas it's all algorithm based. You are locked into that one place at that one moment in time where that's how they run. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And, and for me, like now what, what I'm, I'm starting to wanting to do more, which I haven't done, like all of my YouTube audience has been organic. And now I'm starting to like consider maybe now that I have the business, I'm starting to consider to run ads because I'm like, okay, if I'm going to spend all that time trying to figure out all those inside stuff, I'd rather just spend money on ads and just target the people that I want to target. And if they like my content, 
then they're going to subscribe and they're going to follow and I'm going to reach a, a new audience, you know? For sure. And so, if you target locally because you can target based exactly. on- Exactly. So that's- said, You get them into the studio. Exactly. So that's something that I'm going to be starting to try in the next month or two. Uh, once my place is fully open and, and we're ready to like rock and roll, that's stuff I'm going to try because I know like watching a lot of the, the motivational speakers and all of that, I noticed that's what they do. And I get a lot of my, my ideas from them as well. Like, you know, I watch a lot of motivational stuff on YouTube. So every time I watch anything on YouTube, the next ad is some other motivational video ad or something or some guy promoting his channel or promoting his program or promoting something, you know? So For sure, because who watches YouTube videos? People who watch YouTube videos. So exactly. the best way to get traffic to your channel is by advertising on other channels that are similar. Yeah. And, I've seen, and I've seen other um, up-and-coming dancers uh, promote their channels and run ads for their channels because I was watching my own videos and their ads were running on right. my they're, channel. They're piggybacking on your channel. Yeah. <laughs> and I go to their channel and they only have like 20,000 subscribers. I'm like, okay, so they're trying to figure out how to get an audience with running ads. But and then I watch the content and it's not good. And I'm like, okay, well, there's only so far they could go. You know what I mean? Mm. So now that it, it clicks, I'm like, okay, so I know my content is good. I know I've already reached 1.5 million people organically. Organically, which is so how much can I reach if I start running ads on my channel and targeting other oh, audiences? You're gonna hit 10 million within the year. I have no doubt. Hey, listen, if if I tried and it works, and you know me, I'm putting all my money. That's how I teach marketing right budget, right? So, yep. so many people say like, what's your marketing budget, right? So conventional wisdom is a 10% of revenue is, is mm -hmm. kind of like where you people play with. I said, but your marketing budget should be an ATM machine, right? If I said to you, listen, every dollar you hand me, I'll hand you a 10. Let's go hang out. And every time you hand me a dollar, I'll hand you 10. Do you have a budget of dollars you're going to hand me? Exactly. No, yeah. Not at all. You shouldn't, yeah, right? Exactly. That's what your marketing budget should look like. So you try it and it works. You're going to hit the 10 mil. I believe it. And another um, way to see, and yeah. another way to see it is, for example, like I monetize all my videos. So imagine I do ads, let's say just in America at a specific states or specific cities. And all of a sudden I get all these new people coming in and watching my, my videos on in America. And all of a sudden my monetization jumps from a couple of thousand dollars to like 10, 20, 30, 40. Of course, I'm going to go even harder because now I know if I invest a thousand dollars on ads, I'm getting 10,000 off of monetization. I mean, That's it's going to be exactly a no-brainer, you know? And then a and certain those percentage of those try. will bring more business deals. Exactly. Come into the exactly. studio. The calls and, are totally. And, and I have done none of that. And, and I think it's time to do it, you know? It's and, totally time. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I saw something recently. I think they're starting paid channels. Yeah, I mean, there's other ways I can make revenue off of my channels. I just haven't had the time to invest time in them. I want you um, to do. I want you to do this. Thing. I told. I was telling you right before we started that I started taking this exercise. So a friend of mine went to a local studio. It's this like hip hop Zumba, and the the point is exercising. Like that is the goal, right? It's the same way you go to a Zumba class to exercise. So you go to it's called Plyo Jam. You do it to exercise, and the structure of the class obviously different. You told me you had tried them once. What they've created beyond their local studios is a portal, a paid portal where you pay a subscriber fee and they put up new videos every week. You're mm -hmm. already on YouTube. You already have the subscribers. Mm -hmm. You could just have a paid channel that's a workout channel where people come in, there's new video every week, exercise. This is the future. I have no oh, yeah, for sure. question. And you could monetize that probably within a month, bigger than almost any other studio could. No, for sure. I, I listen. At I want to see point, it. I want to hear about it when you do. At it. this point, it's just been <laughs> it's just been lack of time. Like I barely sleep like five six hours a day, and oh I'm, I'm trying to get that in. And now that we open doors, um, 
to the studio and it's not even fully open. I, all I really did was just move my ongoing classes into my studio because we're still doing construction. Where were they? Well, I was teaching, I was teaching out of two other studios that I was okay. paying rent. So ah, got it. So you just moved your audience. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be paying rent in three places now. And you know what I mean? So I was like, let me just, my big room was ready. And I was like, let me just move my ongoing classes into my big room while we finish up the other room and finish up the lounge and get all of those things sorted. So that's all I did. So at this point, I'm just getting my ongoing classes going until I get the whole place ready the way I like it. And then in the next month and a half, uh, you know, I'll start doing, you know, um, ads for, you know, the, the location and, and shooting some cool dance videos. And I, run, I wanted to have this cool concept that I want to do like a cool little dance commercial in my place where you get to see the whole location through a dance. So, cool. yeah, so we're going to do something cool like that. But yeah, I mean, everything's in the works. I mean, we'll chat maybe um, towards the end of the year and then and we'll, we'll see where we're at now. It'll be exciting. So that kind of leads us into like that current struggle of like, now, like you've seen so much success with it. You've had such a strong professional journey. Like it, maybe I, I didn't hear, but it sounded like the current struggle is just lack of time. Like there's so many things to do. There's so much opportunity. Is it something else or is that like, where's I mean, problem? it's everything. I mean, you're always learning. You're always making mistakes. You're always trying, you know, for me, I'm always trying things. I'm always trying to learn something. I'm always trying to do more. So with all of that, you know, by taking different risks and like this, having my own studio and having this, uh, rent that I this new rent that I have to pay was is more than I've ever paid in my life and things like jumping into those big like steps you know I mean you know before I was very fearful of like doing things like that I, I like the convenience of like teaching at a different place where I had no responsibilities and I just go get paid for my class and I'm done and they pay rent and they worry about electricity they pay about city rules and this and that like millions of things that you don't really think about you know um but now as you know, as you're growing your brand and you're doing things, you're like, okay, if you want to grow, you have to take all these new risks. And with all these risks come all these stuff that you're not ready for, but you're never ready for them. So it's, you know, for me, it's like, okay, we do it. Another obstacle comes in the way. You have to figure it out and then move to the next thing. And then you have to figure it out. So at this point is it comes down to point, like, you know, are you willing to take the risks? Are you willing to take, all the obstacles that are going to come to your way or do you just like a, a chill relaxed life and you don't care about that and, and you're okay and, and you're fine with it if that's you and, and you're cool where you're at then cool stay where you're at but you can't complain about all the things you don't have and all the things you dreamed about because you're not taking the risks to get them you know so for uh -huh. me it's like every day is a struggle everything every day i'm learning stuff you know the, there's days i wake up this last 10 days i freaking had headaches every single morning and i didn't know where it was i was like every day I was like having these headaches. And at the same time, I still have four or five classes to teach that day. And then I have to, you know, run all these uh, errands. And then I, I had to figure out what or get a vending machine for my place. And then <laughs> I had to figure out, you know, we're going to do merch now. And we had to go through like five, six different merch people to figure out which one our merch was. And we just got our merch yesterday, but they forgot to print. Yeah, but merch, guys, merchandise. It's yes, a, exactly. But and then they forgot. What'd you get? To What'd you get? Well, we did t-shirts and hoodies and things okay. like that. But again, even with that, like you got, you know, we got a specific size that is not what I wanted, and it's like way wider than the kid size that I asked for. Now I got to take that back so they could do it again. And then on the hoodies, they forgot to do the bottom logo, so we have to take that back. So it's just, I don't know, it's just ongoing. All those little things, the constant. Yes. Do you want to deal with all of that? If you do, this is what you go through. And if you don't, then you don't, you know? But for me, it's like, like I said, everything is just 
on to the next thing, on to the next thing. So that you really got to be ready for like, you have to have a lot of patience to go through all of that, you know, and eventually we'll come to a place where we'll, we'll hire people to do this. Department yeah, I was going to say, a- I feel like you're the same way, you know, you, you're never ready to move into your location until you just do it. I exactly. feel like you really need more help at this point. Like it's yeah. the same thing as the ads. Um, staffing either gives you back money or peace of mind when you do it right, typically both. You know, you're at the point where if you freed up your time, you could totally earn more money with it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think right now what we're doing is this first month, month and a half as we're going, whereas we're in construction where, you know, I have a, I have a team and um, uh, it's about like three of us that really work hardcore. One of them, one of my guys who was working with me, he had to go back to Ireland. So we're, uh, he's from Ireland. <laughs> uh, he's going to try to come back. We were having some visa issues with him. So that's been kind of hard because we're trying to like do the business and he's like helping me with content and then like we're doing it all through computer and sending files back and forth and stuff like that. But once he's back, I think in a, in a month and a half, once the business is ready and we're operating, I think we'll come up with a new strategy. And then from there, it's like really, you know, distributing the time you know exactly the way it needs to be between us and then figure out what places we need more help in and then start bringing in more people to help us with those things and make sure that you know the business is making enough money where we could pay you know all these people who are coming in and and making sure it's good so we're in the beginning process of a lot of things but I mean, it's all fun and exciting. All good things. It sounds exactly like, like, you know, this is what I want to do. This is that, that one to two. I say business goes kind of in three stages, right? There's zero to one, one to two, two to three. Um, Mm -hmm. zero to one is like, can this thing make money? Right. That's like, and and some people never get out of there, by the way, like they dabble, they make some money, they don't, and they never really, really leave that dabbler phase. But if it works, then you get to one to two and that like, you know, an extended phase, I call it stability. Right? That's where you think, is this thing stable? Can I take a regular yeah. salary from it? Can it grow? Can I start delegating, creating roles for the partner? So the first step is always marketing in there. That's kind of the first half. And then the second piece is the systems. Right? So you've figured out the marketing, you've got the crowd, you've got the audience, and it's still growing and it's working. And you got to kind of systemize the marketing also and then getting that staffing down. Yes. Once you hit that, you hit stable, you're going to tip and you're going to see scale. That's I think. I think so too. And I think that's exactly where I'm at now because I've done a lot, a lot of stuff, like a lot of the stuff that we talked about, I've done already, but I've always done it in like in, in sections and in different parts. Now the whole goal for this place that we were getting, and we've been wanting to get this place for like seven, eight months now, and we finally got the perfect location. It was like, okay, how do we bring all of this into one place? Exactly. We're based out of one place. We shoot at one place. We teach at one place. We have our merch in one place. It gets shipped from one place, like everything in one place. And this is where it is now. So this next two, three months is going to be the hardest months of all getting everything sorted out. But like you said, once it starts rolling, it's and then going to take exactly. off a shot. That's, that's why I said, let's talk at the end of the year. And we'll, I'm and so, we'll, uh, yeah, right. we'll I'm see how we're back. at. You know what I mean? I'm super excited. So Miran, this has been absolutely amazing. You are so much fun to talk to. I love your passion. I love your energy. I love, I love your drive. Thank right? you. <clears throat> you are a winner who never quits. So um, where can people find you? Um, well, definitely you can find me on my YouTube channel. It's simple. It's uh, youtube.com Miran TV. That's M I H R A N TV. Um, I'm also on Instagram, um, fully on Instagram all the time. You could probably DM me. I get p- quicker to people on my DM. So that's Miran K M I H R A N K. Um, and um, at this point, if they want to know more information about my classes and things like that, they could go to MiranKClasses.com. 
and they'll find more information there. But yeah, I'm not that easy to find. I mean, I'm not that hard to find and probably the only Miran that you guys will really come to. So uh, yeah, just put M-I-H-R-A-N-K and you guys will find me and um, love to, um, yeah, see some new people here and help you guys out and let's get this going. Amazing. So guys, we'll put all of those links at sdran.com slash 58. That's sdran.com slash 58. And you can find Miran, oh, obviously on YouTube. And he's got very cool videos and tutorials for, even if you don't have two left feet, even if you've got, you know, a right and a left, it's really awesome stuff. Yes. And, uh, oh, yes. I was going to say, hey, the three simple moves. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the been, video. We're that's the video. If you feel like you've never danced before and you need a basic video, start with that and it'll change your life. Love it. I'm, I'm going to go right there right after this. Go dance in my office. Um, so guys, for all of you listening, I know you're already subscribed. Like if there's some like weird chance that you're not um, right now, like subscribe right now. Um, but what I want these days are your reviews and I'm really loving watching them come in. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you love more. I need to hear from you. I know you're listening. I love your feedback. I love when you reach out to me on social. I want iTunes to know how much you love this show too. So just stop what you're doing right now. If you're driving on the highway, pull over to the shoulder. If you're in the middle of washing dishes, go dry your hands. I don't care what. If you're running, just you know, take a breather. Stop what you're doing. Click into iTunes. Leave me a review. Tell me what you love and tell me what you love more. And we will catch you next week. Miran, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdran.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?